Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. This is going to be for Luke chapter 11. This is about the Lord's Prayer and a discourse on casting out devils. He claims himself as greater than Jonah and Solomon. He represents the Pharisees and says, The blood of the righteous shall be required at the evil of that evil generation. All right, chapter 11, verse 1. And it came to pass, as Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we are also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And let us not be led into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and power. Amen. Now, in asking for daily bread back in 3, what do we ask for is similar to our daily bread? What is it that we're asking for in our prayers? To forgive our sins, we often should be, uh, do we often pray for forgiveness? Uh, We should be doing that on a regular basis. And then, uh, who is benefited by most by our forgiveness? And it's us, isn't it? And he said unto them, Your heavenly Father will not fail to give you whatever ye ask of him. In other words, don't give up or despair. Keep asking. And he spake a parable. God, uh, Let me just read another paragraph or another sentence here by Joseph Smith. He says, Come to God and weary him until he blesses you. So keep at it. This parable he spake unto them, saying, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves? For a friend of mine has come to me in his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed, and I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. In other words, the guy's going to keep asking. Importunity just means he keeps knocking, he keeps asking. He doesn't give in until he comes. I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one who asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you who is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if a fish, will he give a will will he for a fish give a serpent? Or if he shall ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Can we take the gifts that God has given us and turn them into stones or serpents or scorpions? How? Remember, God always gives us good gifts, but we can turn them into bad gifts by our bad attitude. So sometimes we might be given gifts that we don't recognize as being from God. Don't turn those into stones or serpents or or bad things. Verse 13, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts that unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give good gifts through the Holy Spirit to them who ask him? 
James E. Talmadge said, The Lord's lesson was that if man, with all his selfishness and dis- disinclination to give, will nevertheless grant that his neighbor, with, Im- with proper purpose, asks and continues to ask in spite of objection and temporary refusal, with assured certainty will God grant that is persistently asked in faith and with righteous intent. No parallelism lies between the man's selfish refusal and God's wise and beneficent waiting. There must be a consciousness of real need for prayer and real trust in God to make prayer effective. And in mercy, the Father sometimes delays the granting that the asking may be more fervent. But in the words of Jesus, if he, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Spirit to the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Verse 14. And he was casting a devil out of a man, and he was dumb. And it came to pass, when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake, and the people wondered. But some of them said, He he casteth out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. And others, tempting, sought to, of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided cannot stand, but falleth. If Satan also be divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? I say this, because you say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. If I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast out devils? Therefore shall they they be your judges. But if I with your with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. When a strong man armed keepeth his, his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted and divided his goods. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. When the unclean spirit is gone out of the man, it walketh through dry places, seeking rest. And finding none, it saith, I will return unto mine house whence I came out. And when it cometh, it findeth the, the house swept and garnished, or put in order. Then goeth the devil, the evil spirit, and take, taketh seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there, and the last end of that man is worse than the first. President Kimball says, Does this mean that the man who, was, who has quit smoking or drinking or had sexual pollutions finds life empty for a time? The things which engaged him and caught his fancy and occupied his thoughts are gone, and better substitutions have not yet filled the void. This is Satan's opportunity. The man makes a start but may find the loss of the yesterday's habits so great that he is enticed to return to his evil ways, and his lot thus becomes infinitely worsed. Worsen. So, in other words, we need to replace bad habits with good ones so that we, we don't fall back into old ways. Verse 27, And it came to pass, as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb which bare thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. And he said, Yea, and blessed are all they who hear the word of God and keep it. When the people were gathered together, or gathered thick together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. They seek a sign, and there shall no sign be given them, but the sign of Jonas the prophet. For as Jonas was a sign unto the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man to be shall the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South shall rise up in the day of judgment with the men of this generation, and condemn them, for she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh shall rise up in the day of judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonas, and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. 
Bishar Makanki said, It shall be as though heathen and Gentile nations, those w- without the law and the light which Israel had, shall rise up in judgment against the chosen seed, whose opportunities to do right were far greater. The heathens of Nineveh repented when a man preached to them, but God's covenant race, the chosen of the whole earth, refused to repent when the very Son of God came among them. Verse 33, No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it, under, putteth, it, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they who come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye, therefore, when that, light, when that eye is single, thy whole body is also full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, there, therefore, is full of light, having no part or no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle lighteth the room, and doth give the light in all the room. Verse 37, And as he spake, a certain Pharisee besought him to dine with him, and he went in and sat down to meet. When the Pharisee saw him, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. Being invited to dine in the home of a Pharisee, Jesus chose to ignore the usual ritualistic washing of hands so as to dramatize his teachings about inward and outward cleanliness, his objective to show that inner cleanliness comes by obedience to his teachings. And the Lord said unto him, Now do you Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but your inward part is full of ravening and wickedness. O fools, did not he who made that which is without make that which is within also? But if ye would rather give alms of such things as ye have, and observe to do all things which I have commanded you, then would your inner parts be clean also. But I say unto you, Woe be unto you, Pharisees, for ye tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs, and pass over judgment and the love of God. These ought ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. In other words, pay an honest tithing. Woe unto you, Pharisees, for ye love the uppermost seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are as graves which appear not, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. In the Bible dictionary, the word hypocrite is is defined as the word generally denotes one who pretends to be religious when he is not, though it is sometimes used to mean simply a bad man. Hypocrisy was the besetting of sin of the Pharisees and was severely condemned by the Lord. Verse 45, Then answered one of the lawyers, and said unto him, Master, thus saith thou, re, re, thus say, saying thou reproachest us also. And he said, Woe unto you lawyers also, for ye laid men with burdens grievous to be born, and ye yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe unto you, for you build the sepulchres of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. Truly ye bear witness that ye, are, ye allow or agree with the deeds of your fathers, For they indeed killed them, and ye build their sepulchres. Therefore also said the wisdom of God, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they shall slay and persecute, that the blood of all the prophets which was shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation, from the blood of Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, who perished between the altar and and the temple. Verily I say unto you, it shall be required of this generation. Woe unto you, lawyers, for ye have taken away the key of knowledge, the fullness of the of the scriptures ye enter not in yourselves into the kingdom and those who were entering in ye hindered 
Jesus is here heaping woe upon those who have contaminated and destroyed the scriptures which would have guided and enlightened the Jews. Nephi foresaw that the same treatment would be given to the writings of the apostles of Jesus. A comparison of the forepart of Genesis with the perfected version of the same material found in the book of Moses illustrates that men have done to what God has said. Another comparison is Matthew 24 as found in the King James Version and in the Pearl of Great Price. The restored book of Abraham, with its wealth of knowledge and, and gospel interpretation, is a sample of scripture that was wholly lost to the world. That was by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 53, And as he said these things to unto them, the scribes and the Pharisees began to be angry and to urge him vehemently, endeavoring to provoke him to speak of many things, laying wait for him and seeking to catch something out of his mouth that they might accuse him. Now, as, as mentioned back here in verse uh, 51, where he talks about those that have been martyred from Abel to Zacharias, a lot of people have believed that uh, the Zacharias he's talking about was the father of John the Baptist, but this is a mistranslation or a misunderstanding. Uh, in the Joseph Smith uh, in the teachings of the prophet Joseph Smith, there is a comment by him that said that that was Zacharias, but we, as we've done research in the Joseph Smith papers, have found out that that's, that was not written by Joseph Smith and it was written by somebody else. And so that, we believe, now is not accurate, that the Zacharias was someone who, as mentioned in the book of Chronicles, because at the time that uh, Jesus is giving this, the scriptures consisted of from Genesis down to Chronicles. Uh, so and that that was the last prophet mentioned as having been martyred. So anyway, that's uh, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.